This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Governor Ivey issues a statewide burn ban regarding outdoor burning. The governor's orders will go into effect on Thursday morning. Ivey is urging all Alabamians to heed the warning and reduce the chance of more wildfires. This burn ban is stronger action than the statewide fire alert that was issued on October 24th by the Alabama Forestry Commission. Since then, firefighters and the Alabama Forestry Commission have responded to over 350 wildfires that have burned over 3,000 acres of land. Weather forecast for this upcoming weekend indicates a possibility of of rain, but there is no guarantee. Speaking of fires, the fire chief in the town of Oakman is looking into possible arson regarding six fires that started up this past weekend. Almost 100 acres were affected by those blazes. Walker County EMA Director Regina Myers spoke with WVTM News about the 12 fires in that area that were dealt with. Myers says two forestry crews and numerous fire departments had to be deployed to contain those blazes. Myers says at least six of them appeared to have been intentionally set. Over in Tuscaloosa County, three acres of pasture land was burned by a wildfire, including two vacant homes. Bulldozers had to be brought in to help contain that blaze along with a dozen firefighters. The Alabama Forestry Commission says the blaze is completely contained. An amendment offered by Alabama Congressman Dale Strong has passed the U.S. House with bipartisan support. The amendment is being attached to the Transportation, Housing, and Urban Development Budget Bill for 2024. Strong's amendment requires that public housing authorities conduct drug testing for those seeking to receive federal housing benefits. We must have protection in place and tools to enforce them, which just discourages lifelong dependency and uh, ensure these programs are used as they are intended, as a temporary safety net for our most vulnerable and needy, not a way of life for generations. A national conservative commentator is weighing in on the story out of Smith Station regarding the mayor, Bubba Copeland. 1819 News released a series of articles last week that revealed the double life that Copeland was conducting where he was promoting transgenderism as well as transgender pornography. Copeland was also a public figure as a mayor and a pastor at the First Baptist Church in Phoenix City. On the Matt Walsh show, he addressed the death of Bubba Copeland as well as the media reaction in blaming 1819 News for Copeland's death and what all that really means beneath the surface. If we look deeper, we can learn two important lessons. The first is that the left is desperately looking for, to borrow James Lindsay's phrase, their, their own trans Floyd, their trans George Floyd. Okay, LGBT activists want to duplicate the protests, rioting, and general mass psychosis of 2020, but with themselves as the victim group in the center of it all. But in order to do that, they need a martyr. They need a, a death that they can pin on their enemies. They already do this in broad terms, of course, telling us about the suicide rate of trans and LGBT people and declaring that all of it is somehow the fault of conservatives. But broad terms are not good enough. They need a name, a face, some individual person, a martyr, their own George Floyd, to make into the face of the persecution they've invented. Now, I think that the unfortunate death of Bubba Copeland will not be the George Floyd moment they're looking for. But the point is that they are looking for it. And eventually they will find it and they will exploit it to the fullest extent possible. Mark my words about that. Second, it's important to note the total lack of internal logic on display here. Trans activists in the media are calling Bubba Copeland transgender, but this is a guy who admitted to cross-dressing for his own sexual pleasure. Copeland didn't think he was a woman. He, He was aroused by pretending to be one. 
He told 1819 News he was transgender, but only when he's wearing clothing and cosplaying as a woman. He told his church that he was joking around. But now that Copeland is dead, you're instructed to refer to him as a brave transgender woman because off and on he liked to wear women's clothing. And to be clear, we've known for a long time that the overwhelming majority of trans-identified adult men are playing a sexual game of sorts and demanding that the rest of us play along. It's called autogynephilia. They've repeated this lie over and over again with maximum sincerity as if it's gospel. That's the extent of the transit ideology's definition of womanhood. If you are a woman, that's what they think of you. If you have a wife or a girlfriend or a sister, that's what trans activists and the corporate media think of her. And now they're admitting it. And that's the real lesson here. And Dr. Ben Carson will be visiting Alabama this week. Carson was invited to Auburn University by the Turning Point USA chapter there. Carson will be speaking this Thursday night. That event is free, but registration must occur online and tickets are first come, first serve. Carson was part of the Trump administration and directed the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Before that, Carson was a highly acclaimed neurosurgeon. Carson has most recently voiced strong support for Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville and his hold on military promotions within the Department of Defense due to their recent abortion policy. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the House Oversight Committee has made the next move in the impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. The committee has now issued a series of subpoenas that involve close Biden family members or business partners. Those who were issued the subpoenas are Hunter Biden, James Biden, Sarah Biden, Hallie Biden, Rob Walker, Elizabeth Secundi, Melissa Cohen, and Tony Bobolinsky. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, is talking about the bombshell report that he released on Tuesday of this week. That report details the ways in which Americans have been censored and silenced by three major institutions who are supposed to be supporting and protecting the First Amendment rights of Americans as granted by the U.S. Constitution. Jordan spoke about all of this on Fox News. But here's the here's the real takeaway. The censorship industrial complex was bigger than we thought. It wasn't just big government working with big tech to limit your speech and limit Twitter or tweets and post on Facebook. It was big government, big universities and big tech all working together to limit speech. And it was disproportionately, as you listed off all those conservatives, disproportionately targeting conservatives. Molly Hemingway, Sean Hannity, President Trump, members of Congress. You can go down the list. That's who they went after. And here's the kicker. It was all true stuff. Or some cases it was satire. It was a joke. But it was all true. And yet they went after it. Uh, in this organized fashion where they limited how the, the, the reach it would have, the visibility filtering they did, and they took things down. That's how egregious this was. And the U.S. Senate is not lacking for bombshell information either. This time it comes in the form of a Senate committee hearing that had one single whistleblower, Arturo Behar. Behar is a former executive from Meta, otherwise known as Facebook, who repeatedly sought to protect children from sexually explicit material and people when he worked for that social media platform. He says in his opening statements that Meta knows what the data is saying when it comes to Facebook and Instagram materials harming young children but they simply do not care. We try to set goals based on the experiences of teens themselves. Instead, the company wanted to focus on enforcing its own narrowly defined policies, regardless of whether that approach reduced the harm that teens were experiencing. I thought the company would take my concerns and recommendations seriously, to heart and act. Yet years have gone by and millions of teens are having their mental health compromised 
and are still being traumatized by unwanted sexual advances, harmful content on Instagram, and other social media platforms. It's time the public and parents understand the true level of harm enabled by these products, and it's time for Congress to act. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley took the hearing into even darker realms by pointing out how many pedophiles and predators are able to operate freely on the two social media platforms with impunity. They ignored your findings when you presented data to them they didn't want to see. They turned a blind eye. Let me, let me ask you about something else. This is from the Wall Street Journal's report earlier this year. This is June of this year. They found the following. I'm going to quote Instagram helps connect and promote a vast network of accounts openly devoted to the commission and purchase of underage sex content. Pedophiles have long used the internet, but unlike the forums and file transfer services that cater to people who have an interest in illicit content, Instagram doesn't merely host these activities. Instagram's algorithms promote them. Instagram connects pedophiles and guides them to content sellers via recommendation systems that excel at linking those who share these interests, the journal and academic researchers found. This is a stunning, stunning report, Mr. Behar, that that more than buttresses bears out what you were telling, trying to tell the executives who ignored you. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 